You are now tuned in to Hollywood Ways with Doug and Breezy. Oh, hey, Ted. I know that you like the lies, know you like the way it shines. There's no other place you'd rather be. This is how we do it in Hollywood. This is how we do it. Hollywood Ways. I'm Doug L. Breezy. What's going on? Back at it. You keep it safe? I'm trying to. Yeah, just staying in the house. Like, know. were you nervous when you came into the parking lot? The parking lot that was the scene uh, of a robbery? You know what? I was like, on the drive here, I'm just like, you know what? I'm not even about to worry myself, you know? Because and, and, I think that that causes more uh, well, that's harm what, That's what help. they do to us. And yeah. although the thing is, this isn't a media thing. Like I said, uh, you know, it's happening to people I know. And yeah. But everybody is getting really paranoid, and I don't like it. Yeah, because, I'm super, uh, super sick of seeing it. Like, I can actually just... Just remove myself from social media yeah. during these times because it, it doesn't make it any better. And every other post is a violent one. Do you ever take social media breaks? Where you All the like, time. And you go, what? I just won't look at this shit. And do you not look or what do you do? I just I don't. I just don't. I'm not I'm not a huge phone person. Right. I mean, if it wasn't for, you know, business and stuff like that, I, I probably you probably would not be able to contact me. So you're, not, so you're not like creeping on exes in the middle of the night looking at what they're up to? No, because they're not up to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nah. You don't have any good ones that you're like, ah, yeah, nah. shocked they made something themselves. You're like, nah. nah. And, you know, anybody I've dated, like with the exception of one, we're still cool. So, okay. you know, no need to creep. You know what? I think it's important that you end relationships in a good way. I think that tells you a lot about Everybody, you know, and uh, my ex-wife lives around the corner from me. Um, yeah. And, you know, obviously we share responsibilities of our kids, which is, you know, Hollywood divorces are, are often tough. But you we only got one baby one. mom? I only got one baby mom. Is that, does that make me weak? No, nah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Your pimp game is not very strong. My yeah. dad's got a few. Uh, yeah, does he? Yeah. You mean more than three or three? Four. He has four. Four baby mamas. How many kids? Five and or six of us. Are you all kind of like tight? Are you a family at all? Or oh, no? yeah. Everybody's cool. Like, there's no... You know what? That's It's, it's no nice, nothing. though, kind of. Like, I, I, I love my, my brother's moms, and they love my mom, and you know... And there's no... Because usually, I was always worried. I have two kids. I was always worried if you had more than two, at least one's going to be a complete fucking asshole. Anyone in that group is just, oh, God, how'd we end up with that one? Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of a lot of men who have multiple baby moms, they just can't really... They're not the, the dominant ones in the situation. So right. then your girl goes crazy, and you, there's nothing you can do about it, because she well, was weak. We saw... I mean, you called me, by the way. Breezy now, this is a, a sweet person who I do believe kind of exudes positivity, but you did send me this thing about this this. Facebook murder last. I don't know why I'm laughing. By the way, it's horrible. But this Facebook murder. This guy yeah. killed his his ex-wife and his girlfriend. Yes, and then himself on Facebook. Yes, I don't. Well, think- he he made the announcement on Facebook uh, to what he had done and what he was about to do. And he and I, I think he just wanted to get his message out there, which was you know to. Not play with people's emotions, which yeah. I don't. I mean, me and Chris were having this conversation, and I, I think people don't understand that that's a real thing. Oh yeah, you know there are people. I, I tell her all the time. I think when you are in an emotional state, that's the one place, with the exception of the ocean, that you have no control. Yeah, you will. You will. 
made like, you I lose like, all of yourself. I like in how that you moment. presented it though as an announcement. Is that like a new thing now? You got to announce mean, before you commit a crime. No, no, no. But that that just goes to show you the power of social media. Like yeah. that man knew that that message was going to carry, yeah. and it is. It's a viral moment. It's an unfortunate one, but it has became a viral moment. Like, and, and more and more people are doing that. And and the truth is, I mean, just divorce when that comes in, and when child custody again. I had a great divorce, and I have a great ex-wife. But when I've seen some people go through some stuff, yeah. And when your kids get involved, when money gets involved, yep. you know, when when security gets involved, when I, I mean by emotional security, yeah, yeah. people can snap. So, and that was his thing. His thing was the kids. These yeah. kids, these these women were were teetering with him, you know, with his children. He wasn't able to see him. Except this I was dumb actually, fuck just left his kid orphans. So. Well, I seen something um, by this one guy who who just speaks to these type of situations all the time, and he actually said that the guy's kids were there. The, the kid, the same. Kids, oh, they were. Yeah, yeah. They said that the kids were in the car. Yeah, but he didn't hurt them. But he, he hurt, didn't. He hurt them now because they're going into God knows what though, foster care or hopefully this. Yeah, a grandparent, it, but it, it, it uh, but. You know, between, you know, your own emotions, your own chemical balance, and then drugs, you know, all these things yeah. play a big part. Um, I had a friend uh, last week um, who just snapped. I don't know if it was drug-fueled or what. Um, what happened? But he, he killed his grandmother. He killed his sister. He killed a police officer, shot another police officer, and oh shot his God. son in the face. So, oh my God! These are these are this is and all of this is on social media. How old is the son? Twelve. Is he gonna be all right? Uh, I'm not sure yet. Oh my! You gosh. know, because he's a minor, they they you know they don't really. And what happened? That. What happened to your friend? He's dead. He's and dead. The weird again. I, I mean, we are talking about this more and more now because it really is so relevant now. Mental illness and mm-hmm. what's going on. But but the guy on Facebook, he he said, which was kind of chilling when you watch it. He said, "I didn't know I could be this person." Yeah, and and yeah. your friend, did he have a violent tendency that you knew of? No, and I think that's the most shocking. Like, who was that? Like, what was that? And, and you know, I watched the footage and I watched it over and over. And what, do you, like, what do you mean the footage? He filmed it? I mean, you know, when you live in a neighborhood like me, I can I, my cameras from my house will capture what's going on next door to my right, to my left and across from me and whatever's behind me. Like, you know, these door cameras are everybody. It's capturing like you. You literally I don't know how people are getting away with so much these days, because with the technology, you're able to see my cameras are crystal clear. So on the on these door cameras, they have the whole somebody. Video yeah, this- somebody captured it. Um, somebody captured it uh, on a, a ring uh, or whatever system was above the garage up adjacent from the house. And then somebody captured on their cell phone from a window across the street from the home. I mean, I, you know, it that's is. why I hate. That's why I like I, I can I can disconnect from social media. You know what I mean? Because like I was literally nobody knows that I know this person or that this is a friend of mine. Um, but I was just scrolling through Instagram. And I paused and I'm like, did the whole setup without audio just look too familiar? And I clicked the audio and I'm like, this is it. Oh, my God. And I sent it to my best friend. That's how you found out about it? That's not how I found out. But I seen that literally like the next day because everybody was confused as to like what happened, you know, but social media is opening and closing the cases very quickly. It's so horrible. And the fact that it was posted and then stays up, which, you know, I feel like the times are just exposing more and more of the mental, you know, imbalances in people too. you know, with everything going on like it's really it may not be rough for us and we're 
we're sitting, but you know, for a lot of people, it's still hard. Yeah, it's still you know a what? hard. I, I got a lot of friends going through a lot of stuff too, and a lot of people just go, "Oh, if you have money, all's well," and all this mental illness is mental illness. I had yeah. Yeah. A couple of friends during COVID who have a lot of money that killed themselves, you know, and yeah. and I have a couple of friends who lost their children to suicide over the last year also. Yeah. So, it, so money's not the answer for sure. Money's not the answer. And again, it's always a help for mm-hmm. whatever situation you're in. And hopefully you can help someone get some help. But mental illness is a real thing. And and uh, every- I feel like if you if you're dealing with stuff like just don't be afraid to get help. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I think people don't get you know, the help that they need. So it just spirals out of control. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting time because now, and I'm watching so much stuff where people talk about when they were growing up, just like the idea of asking for help was so embarrassing and so humiliating. So hopefully whoever's listening, like, Take care of your mental health. So we're going to talk about a couple of things. We're going to get into Hollywood stuff. We're going to answer some questions from people. We're going to talk about Kevin Hart's new show on Netflix. We're going to talk about some good food, stuff going on in my life and career, and some stuff in Breezy's too. So we'll be right back. Remember when CBD came out? It was all the rage. We all wanted it to be like cannabis. And it wasn't. It helps with some things, but you don't exactly feel it. Our friends over at CBDX.com felt the same way, so they went all in on Delta 8 THC. Prepare to have your mind blown. All of the goodness at CBDX.com is federally legal form of THC. You will absolutely feel it. They have tasty flour, which is just like the cannabis you know and love. They have strong but discreet vape cartridges, absurdly potent gummies, and even pure concentrates. These will get you stoned. So remember, never drive or operate heavy machinery when using these products, and they will show up as THC on a drug test. Go to CBDX.com. That's four letters, CBDX, and use the code HWAYZ. You will get 20% off and a free gift. That's CBDX.com and use HWAYZ. If you live in a state where cannabis is legal, this is a lot easier than going to the dispensary and cheaper than paying all those taxes. If you live in a state where cannabis isn't legal, this is a no-brainer. Forget those sketchy handoffs. Get yourself some gummies or a vape. You will be blown away that this is legal and shipped directly to you. All right, welcome back. Woo! Hollywood ways. We're going light, I hope. Actually, I don't even know. Picking this thing up. So what's the Hollywood story of the week? For me, HBO was, you know, my place and this and that. The new Sex in the City reboot. They're rebooting everything, by the way, Breezy. There's every show besides Entourage on the planet Earth they reboot. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, Six Feet Under's coming back and S- Sex in the City. Sex in the back. City was like a, a female kind of Entourage, kind of. Yeah, right? it came first, though. So, I it, mean, I, and I did not model Entourage cat. after yeah, Sex in yeah, the City. Did. But, yeah, I, by did. the way, I liked Sex in the City. Like I, I love I, that Sex in the City was a bunch of beautiful women. Okay, that's fine. I like that too. I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to say that. I like beautiful women. I don't know. It's like you're not okay to say that. You can I liked say that. it because the writing was really smart and intelligent. But yeah, I loved Sarah Jessica Parker. I love Sarah Jessica Parker from early days. She was in a great television show yeah. 40 years ago called Square Pegs. That was funny as shit. And then she was in Honeymoon in Vegas, which I love, and, and other stuff also. So I, I watch Sarah Jessica because she's beautiful. All right. I watch her because she's funny and beautiful and intelligent, and she's fucking empowered, Breezy. No? Whatever. (laughs) But I just – I like to look at her. All right. But I want to talk about this without spoilers because a couple of things related to this show. Mm -hmm. They killed off a main character in the first two episodes of this show, big, that she chased around. One, (laughs) he dropped dead after running on a Peloton, and there's all this – stories the stock the peloton stock dropped the next day so the question is people have been asking me i'm getting a lot of dms about how i used product placement on entourage and anything else i've done and 
when you deal with a company like Apple used to give us lots of computers for the show and Mercedes would give us cars and Ferrari, I was not going to make them look bad. bad you know, right. nobody was going to get in a Ferrari and like the brakes don't work. You know what right. I mean? Or, but or when, Apple- you're, when you're doing brand placement, is, is, is that a thing? Like, is it don't make us look bad or nothing negative can happen surrounding this brand? Is I that mean, how that goes? Usually the brand is involved and will say, you know, we're not comfortable with that. And people are like, well, it's a Peloton's the common bike. Of course, that's what he'd be on. But they could have used anything. They did not. And they showed like a close-up of the Peloton logo. But the weird thing is, the next day, there's a commercial with Chris Noth, who plays Mr. Big on the show, where he's alive. And I'm like, was this all a setup? Because it's getting so much press that people are talking more about this than they are about the show. So There was a commercial of him, a Sex in a City commercial? A Peloton commercial where he's still alive. Oh. And basically saying like... It's important that you 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 do this. So, um, but there was a bigger thing that happened in the show that was a little strange to me. He has this heart attack, and then Sarah Jessica Parker, who you watch because she's beautiful, I watch because she's smart, and she sits there holding him, and she doesn't call nine one one. My girlfriend was like, "Why isn't she calling nine one one?" And I'm like, Babe, well, she, in, "She was in shock, maybe." I told my girlfriend, "There is no time for shock. If you see me having a heart attack, get your ass on the phone, <laughs> call nine one one. I don't want handholds. I don't want to be kissed. I want." An ambulance to show he up. He needed that life alert. Is that still around? I've yeah. fallen and I can't get up. Yeah, the fucking commercials <laughs> come on at 2 a.m. every day. I, I haven't been up at 2 a.m. in like five years. What are you doing up at 2 a.m.? Like, Minding my business. <laughs> <laughs> Chilling, looking at life alert commercials. Too, yeah. <laughs> so were you a Sex and City fan? I, I Before was. Before your time. Yeah, right? I was. But my mom liked it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was cool. I can't believe I'm at that stage. I, I, it's just so sad. That's what you said about Entourage, too. Now, Sex and the City actually started before us. But you know? I think it's just because I wasn't really a TV person. Yeah. Yeah, my mom was watching all that. Entourage, Sopranos. Like, oh, she did not miss it. Yeah. It was and, annoying. And now are you a TV person? Nope. What are you? What do you like to do? What's the hobbies? Like, what's a daily thing that's exciting to you besides hanging out with the kids? Um, I love engineering. I love sound engineering. And that's what that's what I do. Like even yesterday, I was like studying. You know what I mean? Why I don't know. It's just yeah, it's for anything. But it's anything sound. But that's what I like. So I'm always looking for new stuff. I sat at my computer. I probably spent like thirteen hundred dollars on stuff. That was you know just you know. But that's what I like. Did you see that? uh, There's a couple of docs, but the the there was a Dre doc, and then there was one uh, Jimmy Iovine's in a couple of them. Who's just oh yeah, world class, amazing producer. But just talking about him and how he created sounds is is I don't know. Yeah, interesting to me. I've been. I've been uh, watching a lot of old, like I just watched, uh, was it Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah. Um, you know, about Queen. Yeah, yeah. And like, that, it was just so amazing to me just how they, you know, were able to come up with stuff when, when there was really nothing yeah. at that time. You know what I'm saying? And, and now technology is like, phew, there's some moon. great, there's some great music docs. You know what? One you should check out is 20 feet from stardom. Have you seen that? So this is no, about these, these background singers and these singers, and I don't want to blank on anyone's names, but like Mary Clayton and, and other ones who've sung on some of the great songs of what all time. time. Frame is that? This is like 60s, 70s, okay. 80s, but they're still around and still going. Yeah, but yeah. these are world-class, Aretha Franklin type talents yeah. that never got their due and never oh, wow. made it and there's no answer to why and it's like everyone who knows them who worked with Aretha and worked with whoever else from that time period is like 
Mary Clayton, and I'm blanking if anyone could pull up who the other ones are, but these are some of the best singers of all time, and yeah. they've sung like Mary Clayton, I believe it was, sung on Gimme Shelter by the Stones, which yeah. at 3 o'clock in the morning, she gets a call. I, I, it might have been even Philadelphia. I'm probably giving wrong information, but gets a call like the Rolling Stones are here. They want you to come in and sing this song, which is now one of the most famous songs in rock history, and she just comes in in yeah. the middle of the night and sings like Rape, Murder, It's Just a Shot Away. That's the lyrics of this incredibly song? classic song, Give, wow. me, give me Shelter. Times have changed. Yeah, Darlene Love. Mary Clayton. Darling Love. Hill, I was Lisa watching uh, Tina Turner has one. The on, Doc. Yeah, HBO. she has a doc. Yeah, did you watch it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting, like, even how she came into that rock space and Mick Jagger's like, yo, who is this? Like, I want to dance like that. I want to move like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you, yeah. would, you would think that that was him, but, you know, she was inspiring to a lot of people. Yeah, some of the stuff, I, I mean, I love it so much because a lot of Hollywood and entertainment stuff, there's a lot of timing and luck and yeah. you know the Rolling Stones said they you know Howling Wolf was one of the, the great guitarists and, and bluesmen of all time like yeah. really never got his due till the Rolling Stones said this is who influenced us this is who like made us do yeah. what we do and then started playing him but you should watch 20 feet from Hollywood stardom. has changed like I, I'm, I'm just even watching that uh, Bohemian Rhapsody and seeing Freddie Mercury like just the way they used to party and, and do stuff that is that still happening you think well let me say two things about that because I uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is a Disneyized version of how Freddie Mercury was partying like but that I mean, is some if that, light. If, that, if that's light, yeah. then of course we know that, you know, we're not, this isn't raw. It isn't actual footage, yeah. but you know. I don't think, I, look, there's always going to be the partiers, crazy. but I don't think it's the same thing anymore. I mean, the Eagles have a great documentary also, and they talk about how Joe Walsh would just go, go in and trash hotel rooms and stuff. I don't think it's happening as much anymore because people yeah. like, which is, it's cool and it's sad, but at the same time, I, people are into like wellness now. And I think like people are vegan. Yeah, and, vegan and there's now. also not a, there's no rock bands anymore, really, that are making yeah. it. It's more like you're a DJ, you're a hip hop artist, that you got your yeah. crew. But I don't know. I, I I would love to see like a good old fashioned. Did you ever room. have those type times in your in in your past? I have never been, even though you've uh, never been a part of trashing a hotel room. I've never been a. I've never been a party animal. Everyone used to ask me, like, Entourage, oh, you live that life. I never lived that life. I was never a partier. I was never going out all the time. But did you ever go? I, I've gone. You'd have to go consistently, but have I've, you gone? I've gone. And, and I, had the time of your life. I've had some good times, and I've seen some crazy <laughs> people act insane where you're just like, I don't, I don't understand this. Because, I mean, when you watch the Eagles doc and you see Joe Walsh, who's one of the greatest guitar players to ever live, talking about how he would get fucked up and just start throwing shit out the window, and you're like... Why? <laughs> Doug is the guy who calls down to the front desk at 2 a.m. and saying, these people don't Shut know. Shut Joe Walsh the f*** up, out, man. <laughs> what is he doing? But, uh, yeah, I've, I, I've never trashed a hotel room. I mean, would you ever do that? Would you ever get fucked? You don't f get fucked up, though. You're not a drinker. You're not yeah, a no. Drunk. I don't even like room service. <laughs> I don't. I don't. That's what do you don't like room service? I don't like to see old women come to my room and <laughs> like. I just. I don't like it. What does that mean, old women? You mean like the? I just the don't staff? like it. Like, I, yeah, I don't like it. I don't. I don't think anybody's if, if grandmother. Young, hot women brought food. Would that change yeah, things? <laughs> yes, but I don't think anybody's grandmother. Sounds like a new business opportunity. I don't think anybody's grandmother should be like. You know, cleaning up a trashy hotel room, and, and you know, people are just rude, and I would just never want. You're a kind person. Oh I yeah, I love people. Be. I don't like that. I don't. You know, service industry is like I have a, a 
I well, you know, when I see people treating service people badly, exactly. That you know, people are mean me to off. servers and pe- mean to valet and mean to you know people who are of service to That's you. That's why I want you to watch this show, White Lotus, on HBO. It's only six I, episodes. I keep seeing it too. I watched the Kevin Hart show, eight episodes, six episodes of you. rich white assholes treating service people like shit. Did you ever watch Shit's Creek? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so you know, remember they were like you know super yeah. rich, and then when but it came time, funny. they yeah. They're Hilarious. But I mean, I'm like so that, sad that that show's not coming back. Yeah, I mean, so I can give you because Eugene Levy. You can't give me another Shit's Creek, can you? Yes, I can. Eugene Levy, <laughs> Catherine O'Hara, those are like legendary. Th- these are legends. These she are was in Home legends. Alone. Of course, she was in a million things. But some movies you should check out: Waiting for Guffman, Best in Show. You're a dog person, so Best in Show is amazing. I feel and like I've seen it. It's great. It's it's just like a, a comedy about dog shows and lunatics who love their dogs so much. Brilliant, brilliant, funny stuff. So we're gonna talk when we come back. We're gonna talk. Uh, a little food of the week, because supposedly people what like you got? that. You got and something the, with some pasta in it, don't yeah, you? I'm going to talk about uh, some dim sum, din tai fung, oh. and then we're going to talk about Kevin Hart's new show a little bit. So we'll be back. Hey, everyone. This is Heather Dubrow, and do I have some exciting news for you. We are launching a variety of new episodes that are going to have amazing special guests, some of my close friends, and so much more. It's going to be really fun, and we're going to get to hear from fans, new friends, and get an inside look of my world. We're really excited for you to listen and join in for Heather Dubrow's World on Podcast One. Episodes drop on Thursdays and Fridays. Tune in on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Breezy and Doug's Daily Dish. All right, welcome back. We're talking talking a little food. But also, because I sent this to Ted the other day on social media. love food. And I'm not, you know, when people... Some people get mad when people try to say, oh, do charitable things like while we're talking on a thing as if I'm trying to, you know, bring shine onto myself. But what I'm trying to do is I think it was a cool thing for everybody to do. And what I said to Ted that I think we should do and get a little group together it was this good news movement is a great Instagram page with just good shit that makes you feel good that there's actually decent people in the world and you don't feel like crap all the oh, time. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I love that. So, I love the idea of that. Yeah. So I saw this thing where these this group gets together every time before. Christmas, like 15 of them, they all bring whatever amount of money, a hundred bucks a piece. If there's 15 people and they go to dinner where it's going to cost no more than $300 and they leave the rest of the money for the, as a, for tip. The, as a tip. And yeah. I, I thought we should do that. Yeah. I, like, I think that, you know, and what happened in this one story that I thought was great was like the, the waitress started crying oh, yeah. and, and said, you know what? You restored my faith in humanity. It's been a bad month. I'm in trouble, this and that. And this was all good. So I, I'm like, I would like to get the Foxman and Breezy to commit and I'm going to say where we're going. Din Tai Fung, we're going to bring whatever we want to bring, and we're going to leave a really big tip, and we're not even going to wait around for the credit. We're just going to leave it and go. What do you think? I would love to see the person's reaction to it. So you're I, more about the reaction than I'm hoping not, that it Because I'm not out. doing it for myself. I want, to, I want to be a part of how they receive it. Okay, and let me say how this relates to Hollywood and TV. Taxi is one of the greatest sitcoms ever, and there was an episode where Christopher Lloyd, who you know from a million things, including Back to the Future, who's a genius, but he was a, he was a drugged out lunatic on the show taxi and a comedy but he uh was apparently rich and he decided like all of them should just go around town and give money out to people who were less fortunate and and feel their reactions and it made everybody feel really good so anyway we're, i want to do that but i want to do it as the food of the week din tai fung dim sum this is a place that used to be in arcadia it's like world famous from uh China. And it came to the US like 15, 20 years ago. And I used to drive like an hour every day to Arcadia because I became so obsessed with this stuff. I've taken Ted there, but are you a dim sum person? 
I've never had it. Okay, this is these are like little dumplings. Soup I know dumplings. what they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, well, this, it's like in soup, right? Yeah. Well, it's it's a little like pasta dumpling, I guess, and it's got soup and chicken, pork, shrimp inside. It is ah. You love food. I love food. You do. Love. It's so crazy because I'm the, I'm like the total opposite. You're not a food person. No. What the hell? Yeah, I I'm just you like not. To cook. I love to cook, but you don't like I to love eat. to feed people, but I don't like to eat. <laughs> so what, when you're cooking, do you taste? Yeah, I do. Yeah, but I, some most of the time I don't. Though I know what it tastes like, and you know, right? I, that's just it might just be a gift. Like last night, I cooked dinner and my friends came over, but I just cooked for them. What'd you cook? Uh, lamb chops, uh, asparagus. We had some like wild rice. I'm so hungry. Okay. Well, <laughs> I I, I want to do this din tai funk thing. I want to leave down, a big though. tip. And I'm down. So let's get into this new show you had me watch. True story. True story. Kevin Hart, Wesley Snipes from yep. uh, I believe it's one of the writers on Narcos. Tell me about what what excited you about this show. Um, I think the the most thing was just seeing Kevin in a different light. I mean, and we see him as, you know, what he is, which is a comedian. And um, to see him just actually convey some some emotion, some mm-hmm. real emotion. Yeah. Um, I was I was interested in seeing that. I love Wesley Snipes. I think we haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. Um, so interesting to see what they were going to do together. And then I think for me, Wesley is a comedian in real life. Mm-hmm. Is I don't know. I do. And he is. So you did a movie with him. Started a film with and him. And it never happened. COVID happened. Right. Okay. So, you know, the schedule's conflicted. But, um, yeah, he was like, I'm like, this is crazy. This guy is like, he's like a Richard Pryor or, you know, any of those guys from back then. And I'm like, but all we've ever seen was such seriousness right. with him. And like, <clears throat> Right. White man can't jump. He's he's funny. Have you ever seen Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. No, I love White Man Can't Jump. Yeah. Love that film. I can jump. Not really. No. No. I knew you were lying. <laughs> but no, um, I, I was interested to see that. And I think the, the story's cool. It, well, I, I'm with you on that. That's what got me. Kevin, we kind of think of, he plays into it on the commercials that he yells a lot, which he does. Yeah. And he's very real in this. And I think that was the purpose for him to really show something. But yeah. should he have just played Kevin Hart? I know it's a like a dark story and it'd be weird no, Kevin I Hart's murdering that, people. But I, I, think- I think that even people in Hollywood, who you see isn't really who people are. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, and the th- the thing that brought you here is the thing you have to maintain. Right, you know. So I feel like that for Kevin. Not saying that that's not who he is, but I don't think he's just running around life yelling all the time, or right. you know. But he is or murdering people. But I'm saying like a character was not Kevin Hart, but it was Kevin Hart. I mean, he's basically Kevin Hart. Not that I'm saying Kevin Hart would ever murder well, somebody, the, or he might. The but- whole thing is with that is that it was he was being extorted. Mm-hmm. The girl never died. She was never dead. This was a whole setup by his brother to get money. By the way, can I just tell you? From him. I, 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 I mean, are you serious? I'm dead serious. Spoiler alert. And you should have seen it already. If you didn't, I'm sorry. But I, that was the first thing I asked you after after 10 minutes into the yeah. show. I so said, no, is this he's girl never really checked. dead? But to be honest with you, I'm now on episode four. And I'm like, of course she's dead. Yeah. She's got to be dead now because they're not going to go back to this. And I, I would have thought now that's a little strange now that you're telling me that. Because I would have thought Wesley would have been like after. Okay, we're going to ruin the whole show for everybody. But I'm sorry. I did go. This girl's probably not dead. He never checked her pulse. But Wesley, I, I would think after the next 
couple of events happened, would have lost his mind that Kevin Hart proceeded or it was a, so it was it was a complete extortion scheme. The guy that came in the and hotel, his brother was extorting him, correct? Yes, it was I his brother. But the I, guy that I, came I, in, I'm, I'm I'm smart. Whatever. The guy call that, me a hack. Do whatever you want. I know. I I, I pictured this, <laughs> but I just kind of gave up on it because I'm like, there's no way they're going back to this after all this. But that's disappointing. I'm not going to lie. That's disappointing. I, it at, felt once obvious. I once I seen the. Honestly, the titles of the episodes were giving it up for me. I don't even look at them. They gave it up. Just let me ask you a question. You and I, and I understand people may not have seen this, but it's been out a while. What kind of titles are we talking about? Like, this is the episode where they find out that she was never really dead? No. The, like, the first episode is called King of Comedy. The okay. last episode. Classic movie, by the way. The last episode is called Like Cain Did Abel. Okay. So if you know the Cain and Abel story, you knew what's going to happen. So he's going to kill Wesley. Exactly. Okay. So that gave it, if you would, most people don't, but when that series comes on, which it doesn't really happen that way on TV anymore, but when that comes on, it says victory lap or whatever the name of the. Yeah. I don't think they, I don't think they thought their audience was smart enough to know, but I I said that it's funny. I said that to you after 10 minutes. So we're going to give you spoilers. The show's not that great. The best thing about it, in my opinion, is Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes. That's the best thing about it. If you take them out of it, it's a, yeah. And it could have been. I think the actual, the storyline is what resonated with me the most, because I think that is something that happens. I don't know if it's that extreme extortion. Yeah, of course that happens. It happens all the time. What I thought was, was possibly interesting about it was that you were going to really deal with this jealous brother who was really really upset with that he couldn't make it and his brother did but that wasn't really there through the first four episodes i mean a little bit well but i guess the, the brother got him to break his sobriety which i thought was yeah a, a, a red flag immediately when yeah. i seen it. i was like oh this isn't gonna go well well he had lots of red flags i just i don't know I, i'm disappointed in, in you telling me this because let's just again <laughs> fast forward if you want to watch the show and ruining it for you but it, me and you if this happens and we go out one night and i wake up with a dead girl and the thing and you are extorting me and you walk out and then the guy who was supposed to handle it i kill him i would think you would lose your fucking mind and go what the fuck did you do what do you mean because there was no reason to kill him but wesley never even really has a major reaction to the fact and the fact that that guy that they killed is like the the, the brother of of i don't even know what country they're from but mobsters from somewhere wesley's character just was not a good guy and you know he ended up setting up gene poor gene gene was nice i didn't even get to that gene's a fucking jerk off i mean i listen i we have a couple we have a couple of crazy (laughs) fans like that too but if if you're fan gene was crazy crazy he's following kevin hart around because he's such a super fan that oh, he's yeah. videotaping him in the middle of the night yeah look look i pop. forgot about that part yeah we we you you barely watch have you not watched the whole thing have <laughs> you experienced that have you experienced like being stalked or like a absolute crazy fan let's be totally clear i'm not that famous i have experienced it i have experienced it with really weird people who are yeah. obsessive and bizarre so have i i can't even imagine what you deal with and i can't even imagine what kevin hart deals with i yeah. mean that that it's actually scary because you want to engage with people which we're going to do we're going to we're going to answer some questions after this but you know would you rather know or not know that someone is <laughs> stalking you would i rather know or not know yeah well, what's going to happen to me? I mean, what's the end result? No, just do, would you want to know or would you not want to know? Well, if I could live my whole life and they never really come to bother me, I'd rather not know. But if they're right. going to fuck with me, I, I need to know. Well, I mean, nowadays with, the, with with people's access to celebrated people, it, yeah. it, it, you know, the, these type of fans can contact you 
at any point. Yeah. They can do it back to back to back to back to yeah. back. So you'll never miss it. Like it, it, you're going to see it. Yeah. You know, but 20 years ago, that wasn't the case. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a terrifying thing. I mean, there's been serious. I don't know how we keep getting on crime. The world's so bad. <laughs> but I mean, there's, you know, Rebecca Schaefer, who was an amazing young actress, was killed by her stalker. What? Yeah, I mean. Okay, you know where I bet they're not robbing people at? Yeah. Antarctica. Uh, you're probably Alaska. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can live in Alaska. Yeah. I don't know. There was a serial killer in Alaska, but we'll, we'll get into that. What? And yeah. there's no sunshine for like six months. Yeah. Well, there's something that, that just happened in Alaska where these people are not going to actually get sunlight for like a year and a half now. So I don't know what happened to the sky over there, but it's dark. And I'm like, we were talking about that. Like, what do you do living in a place like that? How do you know the difference? How do you live your day? What time do you go to bed? You know what I mean? We yeah. need friends from Alaska. I want to know what's going on. We should go. We should go see some grizzly I'm bears not going. in Alaska. I'm not Another good going. movie for you. Before so cold we, out there. Before we leave this great movie, documentary, Grizzly Man. I know you've never seen it. Really good movie about an actor, by the way, who, who allegedly almost got the show Cheers, which is a classic sitcom. He went to Alaska to go live with the grizzly bears. Mm-hmm. and Outside? Outside and became friends with them he named them all and he would get this close to the grizzly bears and it's really a very interesting story about mental illness also mm-hmm. and what do you think the ending to that movie is i don't want to be a spoiler Did they but, eat uh, him yeah. they extorted him <laughs> they ate him and his girlfriend yeah and it was recorded on audio not video but it was recorded on audio so this is a true story true story and oh i want to see that and you know um werner herzog who's an academy award-winning director um directed this documentary it is fascinating and and beautiful to look at and i love grizzly bears i don't want to go up to them and call them coco and shit so like wait, he did someone but... actually this is a real thing and someone directed this real thing well, like tiger king you're saying well that was real this real guy whatever his name was went and lived with the grizzlies and recorded all of this stuff well worth watching and he got eight <laughs> and his girlfriend yeah. <laughs> you keep saying his girlfriend. Well, I mean, just the, the fact that, when you the bring them into it. The best part is that she wouldn't even have been there. No, in a million years well, she wouldn't have been there. it was released in 2005. Yeah, and he probably said, like, if I was like, Breezy, instead of talking about going to dim sum today, I'm like, why don't we go to Alaska and, like, live with the Grizzlies? They're all my friends. That's Coco, that's Barry over there, and you'll love them all. And then, Powder puff. Yeah, and then we get eaten. Apparently, Werner Herzog was not even nominated for a, an Oscar for that movie, but it won the DGA Award, which... Which anyone knows it won a few, just not an Oscar. Yeah, but anyone knows the business. Usually, anything that wins the DGA award is always nominated for an Oscar. But and usually they kind of follow each other and they win. But anyway, it's a great documentary that I think you'll find interesting. So let's take some questions. What do you got, Breezy? We got Breezy, by the way, Ooh. taking over social media of Hollywood ways. So. Yes, um, not a question, but well, they I guess like this is me. a question. They what like are your me? top three favorite Christmas movies? Christmas is two days away, so oh. Give it to me. Top three. Well, I could say off the top of my head, which I had an argument with my girlfriend if it's even a Christmas movie, but Die Hard's number one. 100 million percent. Bruce Willis, Die Hard. Is that because he had on a Santa hat? Uh, no, it's just it's a Christmas movie. He's he's estranged from his wife and his child, and he wants to come see them over Christmas and wants to make good, and then Nakatomi Plaza gets taken over. It's a classic, and it's also a great movie for Hollywood people to know because Bruce Willis was on this show called Moonlighting, and he was looked at as like this this funny comic actor, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden they gave him five million bucks, which at the time was unheard of, yeah. to do this movie called Die Hard. And there's a lot of interesting stuff. There's a Netflix documentary um, 
I think it's called uh, in the movies where you can see behind the scenes of Home Alone and Dirty Dancing and Die Hard. And when Die Hard was coming out, they didn't think anyone was going to appreciate Bruce Willis. They actually took him off the poster. They were going to release this movie with just the poster of Nakatomi Plaza. But I need to see that. But Breezy... Your favorite. For me, I mean, Christmas movies are those movies. It's like you can watch anytime. Home I would Alone, watch though, the Home Alone series, you know, all of those anytime. Uh, I told you why him. One of my one of my movies with James Franco that I love. Right. That was like he goes to meet the parents or something like yeah. that. Or, yeah. yeah. I, I got to watch that. I love so. it. But like I, I'm kind of stuck at home alone. Ted, you got anything? Well, I mean, you know, It's a Wonderful Life, Miracle on 34th Street, the old ones that I grew up on, you know, as a kid. They're all Christmas canceled, Story was epic christmas story is one of the christmas best story movies is, ever apparently like either miracle on 34th street or uh it's a wonderful life one of them's getting canceled i don't know and and i just read an article jimmy stewart was apparently like uh representing masculine toxicity or some stuff toxic masculinity oh yeah yeah that's a term that's a term breezy what do you think about that what do you think about looking back at a movie that's 75 years old that was beloved Elf. at the time? Elf is a great, El- a great Elf, one. Elf is a great one. But what do, you, what do you think about that? Looking back at these movies that were from this different time and different era and start judging them based on values that somebody decides is correct today. What do you think of that? Uh, I mean, the, we... We are forever evolving. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't judge it, you know. But like we were just saying, like trash in hotel rooms. That shit would have flew in the nineties, early nineties. Right. It's not flying today. Right. Now you, you are going so straight stupid. to jail. You're going straight to jail. Well, and you not, might, not in you LA. Might, you're you might get straight, shot at. You get no bail if you trash a hotel room in LA, and you're coming right back out and trashing another one the next day. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I think back then it was so common, and you weren't the only one trashing a hotel room. Yeah. The hotel rooms were being trashed all over, all over the place. But I guess it's like when I showed you airplane, I was like, did some of this strike you as offensive and? stuff but i think you do with history you need to understand what the time was how difficult it was to get things done and and how movies were reflections of the times that they were in and you can't start looking at them i'm just like i'm the wrong person to ask about being offended i am never offended so that's like a it's hard for me you know I'm not really offended by anything. Yeah. You, you can say whatever you want, do whatever you want. Well, I think people would be much better off if they were all like this. But let's, <laughs> I do. I, I think people are getting offended way too easily. Okay, so, but okay. Since we're on that, someone said, "Do you think a modern day rom com can top classics like Harry Met Sally, etc.?" Well, the funny thing is, I, I thought you were going to say, "Speaking of offended, someone just said you're ugly." So is that Bobby? <laughs> but, <laughs> but they didn't say that to me. So uh, I. We'll never say something can't get topped. I mean, Harry Met Sally, which was clearly inspired by Annie Hall, which Woody Allen made. And I saw Harry Met Sally was one of the few movies I ever saw two days in a row in a movie theater. That's how much I loved it when it came out. Mm -hmm. But uh, I would never say that something's not going to top it. But romantic comedies... Hasn't happened yet. Okay, your favorite Tarantino dialogue. Let's tell who's asking that. This is Kites Vera. You know what? Favorite Tarantino dialogue. I hear you talk about Tarantino, so I thought this would be a good one for you. I mean, I love Quentin. Tarantino so I can't if you ask me this any day I'll probably give you a different answer but off the top of my head I think about Reservoir Dogs and since you were talking about earlier service have you ever seen it yeah okay because the first scene is they're in a diner and they all it's a bunch of guys just like I'm talking about going to a restaurant and leaving a big tip and Steve Buscemi who's just one of the best ever 
he doesn't believe in tipping and they have this is all these gangsters and they have this whole conversation about tipping and how the fuck you cannot believe in tipping and one of the guys mothers was a waitress and but it's a really funny scene that uh that really uh shows character and and quentin uh quentin's the best man i mean there's there's not a lot of people who write dialogue as well as he does so we gotta we gotta do a quentin movie i would love to talk about that with you you know we should and, and get into those those big name you know people like him who yeah who were consistently maybe killing, we should just do shit. maybe we should talk about a couple of quentin tarantino movies next time and just like really get into them you seen django unchained yes you know what would be two Jamie good Fox. movies for us to see since we're talking jews and blacks and how we're all living together we're all from israel <laughs> look we're all from israel <laughs> so but if we can look at django unchained which uh-huh. is about slavery mm-hmm. and inglorious bastards and both of them have very similar themes because glorious what inglorious bastards inglorious so and that is a, that is a, you know alternate history about how you know the nazis are, are defeated before hitler gets to do a lot of the shit he does and django unchained is alternate history and, and gives this you know Jamie Foxx this great role where he can kind of have uh, um, his vengeance against uh, some shitty human beings yeah so I, I would love to talk about both of those actually I think that would be a good conversation so maybe we'll do that next any other questions we got a lot of people want to know you know what do you do when you when you you're looking for agent or what do you do when you're writing script and I know we touched on it briefly but I think we should actually you know kind of map that out and yeah. and you know, take from your expertise. Let yeah, you well, I share. It's such a different time now where an agent is not as important, but it is. If you want to go write on a TV show, for instance, I mean, you really need to write some scripts. You got to do it on your own. Yeah. Wake up, sit down and write some original stuff. Now it used to be writing like shows for other shows that you like. Now yeah. people really want originals. And then you got to hit the pavement and you got to go try to find an agent. I, on my know? show, I seen a girl come in. She probably worked with us for, hmm. I mean, uh, a season or whatever, and by the next season, she was in the writer's room. What would she work in as what? I think a writer. No, at first, what she start at that she got in the writer's like room. Like a PA. Yeah, I mean, look, you got to start at the at the bottom, but there are certain ways- Is that ways- the bottom? PAs, you know, it's close. I mean, you it's know, close, it's to, close the to the bottom, you know? You're on the ground. <laughs> it's close. I mean, it's not the old lady serving food at the uh, hotel late at night, but it's, yeah. you know, it's close. And I think that, you know, you have to- Get your foot in the door. And if you want to be, I think the most important thing I like to tell people is try to hone in on what it is that you really want to do. Even if, because you know, all of us have multi- Mm-hmm. talents or multi yeah. things that we want to do. We want to act. We want to sing. We want to write. We want to direct, whatever. I think it's important that you, at the beginning at least, start with one and really hone a skill yeah. and try to find people to surround yourself with that can help you yeah. with that. And then, uh, you know. And I guess, like you said, really getting your foot in the door. I watched I watched stand-ins be on screen. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, congratulations. I don't know what happened, but good for you. You yeah. know, I watched you stand in for three seasons. Right. Now you're like in the hair makeup trailer. Oh, I mean, not necessarily with, you know, a ton of lines, but, you know, still, that it's still great. got yeah. your foot in the door. And then she was telling me, she's like, you know, I've been doing this stand in work for a long time. And I was like, ooh, how about yeah. it? That's awesome. I, I, I was uh, I was watching the RoboCop, same thing, that Netflix uh, series in the movies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this producer was just talking about how he loved movies so much. He just used to go to the studios which of course today you can't just walk on a studio lot they'll, they'll arrest you but if you can find your way any way you can student films you can't say any way you can well you know find your way in the studio don't bring any a way you gun can. don't bring a gun no i'm saying you know oh, just okay. find your way around movies find yeah. a way around where people are making stuff and get yourself 
involved with writers, you know. I yeah. think a, a lot of people I talk about, you know, there's a lot of people I came up with who a lot of them have gone on to really good stuff. Some of them haven't, but it's important to surround yourself with good people that you kind of trust and believe in and that aren't trash in hotel rooms, you know. <laughs> so, but Listen, that's good. I'm on the hunt for the best hotel room. <laughs> Any other questions I got? No. All right. No, I think we're all wrapped up on the questions. All right. That sounds good. So uh, I don't know. Everybody uh, hopefully enjoyed this. We're going to start figuring out how to do some call-ins and stuff. And Breezy is now on the Instagram page. So ask her questions because she's far more interesting than I am. So Hush. Merry Christmas, everybody. And uh, we'll return. We'll see you after. Yeah. Will we see them before New Year? I don't know. Probably not. If not, Happy New Year. I know that you like the lies, know you like the way it shines There's no other place you'd rather 